Welcome to the Gibraltar Heritage Trust podcast series. I'm Alice Mascareñas, and this time we'll learn how the Gibraltar Heritage Trust has recently embarked on a new membership drive and campaign to encourage more people to join the trust. The campaign presents a clear and direct message by asking a very simple question: If our heritage was not protected, who would we be? It calls on all those interested in the rock's history to reflect on what makes Gibraltar unique, to help support the trust in all it does, and to keep it that way. Chief Executive at the Gibraltar Heritage Trust, Claire Montado, believes that in securing a healthy membership, the trust can present a stronger voice when it comes to protecting the rock's heritage. She is our guest in this podcast. Why do you feel there was a need now to have this membership? drive this new campaign membership program has always been central to the a core function of the trust it's something the trust was set up on back in 1989 it was very well supported many of the members that we still have today are still members from then and it's something that we do annually and really we felt that it was time to try to attract new members to the trust we did this last about 8 years ago when we did a direct mailing along with Gib Telecom into everybody's homes in Gibraltar and got a really great response from that and we've managed to retain about 50% of those members that joined up at the time and we felt that the trust continues to offer on a wide variety of levels from just the the amateur heritage fanatic right the way through to more serious researcher so we just really want to encourage people to join us and to find out more about the Gibraltar that we all live in and are so proud to to be so i guess the, the question to ask is why should people join the trust the trust can offer many things at many levels depending on what your area of interest is you can go very specialized into Gibraltar's history and heritage which many people do there are those who are very interested in our military heritage others very interested in our social heritage um, but the trust aims to be to have something for everybody um from our program of events um which are family based um events outings walks talks um very occasionally at least pre covid we had um family gatherings and quizzes that kind of thing to right up to um giving support to our members who are working on that special project or to our corporate members who may be having specific visitor coming over which needs entertaining or needs a specially guided tour we can work with them to provide that so we we can work at many levels and always within the resources that we have which is as a voluntary organization we have very lucky to have a core of very dedicated um volunteers who contribute to us in many ways and then we're able to pass that on and out into the onto our members and to the wider community from the very beginning of these podcasts we've been trying to put across the work of of the heritage trust and the the reality is that there's still a lot of unknown areas in which the trust works in that people don't really know about yeah i mean being a member of the trust isn't just you're not just in it for what you can get out get out of it it's really contributing to the work of the trust and in these areas that you you mention um we're constantly active um behind the scenes every day there's always um new projects or questions um coming across our desk working together with our colleagues at the ministry for heritage the um national museum garrison library the national archives developing heritage policy protection and trying to improve the level of legal protection of our um, built heritage environment by being a member of the trust you're helping us to attain those those um, aims i guess in a way it's 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 ha- it's being able to have a bigger say and a much louder voice if you have a larger membership as well yeah undoubtedly our membership numbers multiply 
and ensures that that heritage conservation and talk is going on amongst the community and just keeps heritage at the forefront of everyone's minds. But the Trust still wants to have further support, continued support. How do you reach out in this new campaign to those people out there so that they become members? Well, the aim of this campaign really was to ask people just to take a moment to, to stop and think, not to take for granted what we have around us, and that there are um, iconic buildings and places that have been lost in recent decades, and many people always refer to them. And yes, they shouldn't have been lost. The Trust did what it could at the time with the resources that it had, and we will always do the best that we can. But to be honest, the stronger our voice, the stronger our message will be heard. And so we need to keep up that that pressure and that voice to be able to make the changes that we we want to see. and the main the main message from 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 this campaign claire is that if heritage were not protected who would we be as yeah. as a community as gibraltarians yeah. ultimately heritage is a very personal thing to to people it's it's your own personal story and it's all those stories coming together that make the national narrative so the identity of the gibraltarian and um, the uniqueness of gibraltar is inextricably linked into that and interwoven into that fabric and to us every little bit of it that you lose is a further erosion of that identity and I think in a growing global world where Gibraltar is such a small place but with such a big story to tell it's really important that we keep that story going and to make sure that successive generations know the importance of that story and its importance to the identity of the Gibraltarian where we've come from and where we're going. You mentioned before that uh, there's still an awful lot of members that have been with you for years and years and years. Attracting new members, is that difficult to do? I find we have a steady stream of members throughout the year and many do stay with us continuously. But there is a, a lack of, I guess, enthusiasm in the younger generations. Heritage is something you start to appreciate as you get older and you start to think what, what have you achieved in your life and what you're leaving behind for whoever comes after you. And I think that's where we, we're better at attracting older members. But we do we do need to improve um, our interaction with the younger sections of our society. And we have a few initiatives um, coming up over the next um, year or so which hopefully will start to engage um, younger members of, of the community. Can you give us a bit of an insight into that? We're mostly trying to attract young researchers and young writers. We've got a project together with um, the Rotary of Gibraltar on and remembering William Serfati, who was a life member of the Trust and also a, a founder Rotarian, on asking year nine students to research an episode of Gibraltar's history. We've also got our heritage journal, which we're trying to attract new writers to, young researchers, those out there who might be doing dissertations on the Gibraltar subject, um, who might wish to um, redact their work into a more readable piece that would be more achieve more accessible to the general public through the through the heritage journal. So there's that and a few other little little things that hopefully will come out over the next 12 months. Now, this campaign is very much also a, a reflection on what makes Gibraltar what it is, what makes Gibraltar unique in, yeah. in, in many respects. That the, the advert itself is only 50 seconds long, so it's quite difficult to capture everything that the Trust does and what Gibraltar is in it. And you could argue that it focuses on the physical heritage. And yes, that's true. A large part of our heritage and the efforts of the Trust are on maintaining the, the physical but the cultural and um, intangible heritage is also a really important part of that story. And it's more in, in 
if you try to capture it through the video and the sounds, the imagery of the architecture used, and all those influences that came in to produce that architecture. So you've got the the Genoese, the British, the Spanish, the Portuguese, the Moorish, all mixed in there, um, making us who we are. And this video, of course, can be seen on our website. Yeah, the video is available on our website. Um, it's, I must say it's been made possible through a grant by um, the International National Trust Organization. They have a program called Tap Into, and um, we were successful in applying to them to be able to fund the filming. So we're very grateful to them for that. So as a message to people out there, why is it important? Why should they join the trust? And how can they join the trust? We should never take for granted what you have. Just because something is there, don't assume that it's has always been there and that it always will be. There's always, in most cases, a group of very dedicated people working towards the longevity of, of that behind the scenes. And those people need to know that they're supported, that what they're doing is valued, and that um, will have a positive outcome. So by joining, you are essentially telling the, the trust that, yes, you support what we're trying to do and you're willing to, to put your... your your membership fee, which is very small in comparison towards towards supporting that work. You can join um, very easily via our website. We have an online membership portal where people can sign up through or um, in person in the shop. Just come in, fill out a membership form. It's as simple as that. Um, membership starts from £7 for students and, and under 16s, um, £10 for senior citizens and right up to £25 for a family. And of course, um, there is also corporate membership available at £500 for the year. How involved can members get in, 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 the, in the working, in the running of, of, of the trust? Well, it's down to the individual member. We have an active programme for volunteers. We've, we've, in recent years, been taking on a couple of um, sites. We have active restoration programmes there. So if you're into, you want a physical volunteering experience, um, the trust can cater for that. And we do have um, dedicated groups that meet regularly um, at Witham Cemetery and Lord Aries and other little projects throughout the year that they can get involved in. We also have individual members who take on small little restoration projects quietly. You know, the f forgotten plaque here and there, a forgotten story. Um, I reach out to people for help with research, um, looking for specific images of events. We, at the Trust, we get requests from people all over the world, from family requests, people chasing up genealogical questions those just looking to for something on a building or people who've moved into a building and want to find out more about it. So we try to fulfill that as much as possible or at least direct people in the right directions. So we're always looking for people who are who have a skill set who are able to to help out and just so that I know who I can call on when we when we have a specific question. So members can get involved in that way or even just by as simple as liking and sharing a post on social media which will help pass the message on to their extended network of friends and family. That just helps to get the message across. So what is the membership of the Trust today and by how much is this campaign wanting to increase the, the, the membership? We have a core membership of about 600 memberships and within that there are family members um, up to a maximum of four. So um, in total we have about a base of about nine, 900 members which across a community population of 32,000 is actually pretty good penetration when you compare it to larger organizations in the UK, for example, like the National Trust and English Heritage. How big do we want to make the, the membership? Well, I don't really think there's a limit, as long as we can keep delivering on the many levels that we do in terms of events and um, hopefully making inroads into the protection of our heritage which is ultimately the aim. I think we can just keep growing.
And you can watch the 50-second film which accompanies the campaign on our website at gibraltarheritagetrust.org.gi. As a non-profit charity, the Trust relies on the support of all those people interested in Gibraltar's heritage for it to carry out its work. And it's important for people to understand that by investing in the Trust, everyone is investing in Gibraltar's past, its present and its future. The annual membership entitles members to access to the Trust's monthly programme of events, including free trips and organised excursions. It also allows, by appointment to the Trust's reference library of books on Gibraltar. The membership also allows for free entry to the Gibraltar National Museum, Upper Rock Nature Reserve, St. Michael's Cave, the Great Siege Tunnels, Military Heritage Centre, the Tower of Homage, Apes Den, Windsor Suspension Bridge, World War II tunnels and the 100-ton gun. All members also receive the annual Gibraltar Heritage Trust report and regular e-newsletters direct into their mailboxes and updates as well and information. For more detail, once again, our website is gibraltarheritagetrust.org.gi. This podcast series is presented and produced by me, Alice Mascareñas, as a trustee, together with Chief Executive Claire Montado for the Gibraltar Heritage Trust. Original music is by Guy Valarino. The Gibraltar Heritage Trust offices can be found at the Main Guard at 13 John McIntosh Square. Opening hours, Monday to Friday, 9am to 3pm, and Saturdays, 9am to 1pm. You can contact the Trust on 200-42844 or check out the website gibraltarheritagetrust.org.gi Until the next time, keep a watchful eye on heritage.